What a time to be alive, the age of information. So many people questioning creation. Come, take a seat or step outside to have a conversation. Let's listen, observe, and respond with compassion and truth. And we're back with Chucky, Chaz, Bird. It's another episode of the Fearless Shepherds podcast. This is episode 20. We're 20 in. And uh, we sat down, it feels like, about a year ago. We are talking about a lot of different things. And it's been incredible, the journey of our friendship. And being able to see where we're at now from where we were when we met on the beaches of Same Same But Different. And uh, we were just talking a little bit before we press record on the consistency that you and I have had of the words that we shared on that walk to the to the lost stage of wanting to create community that in turn will impact the world and be the men that we felt so divinely guided to become. And I feel like this podcast is so much about God and about spirit, but just to check up, just to check in, how has Chaz Chucky Bird been the last year since discussing? And to answer that in 90 seconds is tough, but mm-hmm. just to let the, the viewers know how you've been, what you've been up to, and uh, just a quick check-in. Yeah. Man, I've been blessed. Mm. I've been blessed more than I think I can deserve. And... God works like that sometimes. Right. But you do deserve it. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. And I have been motivated more or less too. So since a year ago, I've graduated from film school. I've started training um, as a personal trainer. I've uh, taken on a career of production sound and being a lot of go-to, a lot of people's go-to um, sound mixer for production and post-production movies as well, sound design. Um, I've been employed at my uh, school, the Los Angeles Film School, as a teacher's assistant to um, help students uh, record sound for their production classes as well. So it's been really great to teach students the same thing that I've learned through school as well so Mm. in the past year I've had a lot of professional growth I've had a lot of mental growth Mm. a lot of emotional growth and uh, I'm just getting more confident as day as days go by and you know we get closer to the vision we had for ourselves like we talked about when we met and um, I think the most exciting part about living currently is that I'm nowhere near yeah I'm nowhere near like peaking I'm nowhere I don't I don't feel as if I've as if I've even scratched the surface you know in a, in the past year we just turned 30 right mm-hmm. so I mean it's been a serious um, moment of reflection the past couple of weeks just looking at the bass at the past 10 years. I asked myself, how did my 20s go? And then I asked myself, how will my 30s go? Yeah. And I'm and I'm comfortable. I'm in a comfortable space mentally um, to put those two next to each other and, and, and manifest something of a of a significant life for myself. 
the evolution that I felt when I turned 30 of just a shift in my mindset of, of making decisions and being consistent with the decision. Mm. Whereas in my 20s, it, it'd be easy to make a decision and then some other shiny apple would present itself and it would draw me off course. And That doesn't mean that it doesn't exist anymore, but it's very easy to have the discernment much easier than it was in my 20s. But what, uh, what a beautiful, beautiful way to start your fourth decade with this amount of momentum in the things that create impact, not only for you, but for others. The fact that you've graduated top of your class and are now teaching, it's such a, a direct impact that you probably felt from teachers at the school. And to be able to do that right out of the gate and be getting jobs and, and the connections, like that to me is this... This time we're in, 2023, April, coming in on May in Los Angeles, there is a, a super bloom of connections and minds that want to collaborate and grow and create. Um, so to be in that realm and to be uh, kind of reaping what you've sowed, what, what was kind of the shift in the mindset? Did you incorporate prayer? Did you incorporate meditation? Was it kind of like you were at your wit's end and you just wanted to see the potential that you had. Um, I, it brought, when you were talking, it brought up that, that moment. I remember when you and I, our friendship has been glorious, but there's times where you and I have butt heads. And there was a time where we were driving and you were like, yo, bro, you just need to drop me off. Yeah. Yeah. And in that moment, uh -huh. I could have been like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. But I was like, okay. Because in friendship, if you take it in, in relationships and in life, if you take anything personally and you don't really allow people to go through what they need to go through, yeah, it's a, it's an, it's a deterrent to our spiritual evolution. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you and I have had many opportunities to witness each other's spiritual evolution. Yeah. And what was the shift for you from that moment into the decision to like, okay, I need to buckle down and do mm -hmm. school and you sacrifice some things, your own yeah. time, your own involvement within the community. And that's not a bad thing. I think mm -hmm. so many people put this attachment to what others think of them mm -hmm. and it halts their spiritual evolution. So what was the kind of the shift for you that allowed, because I know when we talked on our pod last, your relationship with God is different than mine. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the things that have really helped me in my fourth decade have been like the power of prayer yeah. and the power of journaling. And like that has helped my consistency tremendously because I can have something to visualize. Okay, I said I'm going to do this. Sharing that with my partner, Clarissa, sharing that with my brothers, yeah. I can be held accountable. What's been what's been that for you that's you now see the, the fruit of your labor? Yeah. The biggest shift for me has been um, battling... In intrusive thoughts and I wouldn't even necessarily say battling but really listening to those thoughts and asking myself like is this me right now is this necessary is this intrusive um that 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 time where I needed to have some where I just wasn't really clear on on attending the uh, community events and for a while I just necessary I just felt out of place and that has nothing to do with this community. That has to do with trauma. Mm. And I really think that trauma plays a big role in the way we think and the way we move and the way we feel. 
And we all have some form of trauma, whether we accept it or not. And I think the sooner we accept it, the sooner we receive it, separate of accepting it, right? Because we have to be able to negotiate between what's an intrusive thought and what's 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 reality that we're making ourselves. And oftentimes I share with others that the biggest enemy is between our ears. You know, and it was in that moment when I said, hey, I got to go home, that I knew I truly had a brother that accepted me for who I am and the and the shadow work that I needed to have done. That's another form of consistency I feel like we've kept is that brotherhood, that that support system, not just between me and you, but for the whole community. Yeah. And um and the consistency with that is sharing it with other people, you know, sharing it with my training clients, sharing it with my students, sharing it with, you know, the 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 loves of our lives, whether that be family, whether that be, you know, a a a, a relationship with a partner and I often ask myself, like, what am I feeling right now? And what is necessary for me to continue feeling the way I deem necessary in order to live a fruitful and stress-free life? And yeah, I think that in the past year as well, I've made a lot of sacrifices for what I think is right or even wrong. Um, Part of getting out of uh, film school was an option of like uh, writing a script and shooting a thesis for it. And I chose not to do this. And I had a lot of intrusive thoughts as to why I chose not to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once I sat with those and really accepted the person that I am as an individual that got me to the place that I am, I, uh, one of my conclusions was that nobody else got me there. Nobody but me. So who am I to say my next move would be wrong or right? You know? So if you look at life kind of like this, you can't really do any wrong. You know? I am a God-fearing man. um, And I was raised Baptist. I was raised loosely in a church. Um, And I have very high morals and beliefs. I think more than the next person in terms of loyalty and respect and self-care and selflessness. Um, but I think that God is in, is, in, is in all of us. I think we all are a piece of God, more or less receiving it from above. I think right. we are an exact representation of what God is. And I mean, there's a duality there, right? Yeah. You know, he could be as perfect as we need him to be, but our definition of perfect is different for everybody. Right. So I've taken... A lot of these thoughts and I've put them towards what do I want out of life? What do I want out of self? What do I want in the next year or five to ten years? And the biggest difference I've had is realizing I'm not looking that far out up to this point, up to being 30. All the way through my 20s, I could see one year, two years out, but I wasn't wasn't really focused or even trusting in the the five, yeah. The five to ten year process. What do I need to do now in order to better myself then? What do I need to do now in order to be comfortable in my future? How am I going to feel ten years from now? Forty. Doing what I'm doing now. Right. And I asked myself that 
for the past 10 years, as mentioned, comparing the two next to each other. And manifestation is powerful. Mm -hmm. And I think that if we can put our mind towards specific goals um, and be focused on those goals, regardless of what our friends, families, lovers, even ourselves have to think about these goals, we remain consistent. Take two minutes out of your day, 1% every day towards that goal and you'll end up you'll end up meeting it yes now what you do when you meet that goal that's up to you right that's for your definition that's for you to say hey was this worth it do i keep going or do i stop and try something else right exactly the aspect of intrusive thoughts and then that aspect of peace that comes from knowing like when jesus said i am yeah the fact that we are representation and extension of God I believe wholeheartedly which is where I think the church has missed is you come to church to connect with God Mm -hmm. and then you go out and you you live the message that you received here and you come back next week right kind of like therapy huh yeah kind of like you go in you get closer to self receive that message and then go out and you hope that you practice and implement the things that you're learning, then you check back in. Right. And that's the beauty. The beauty of the church is you have this space to check in. And that's really, I see what we're doing with this home as a form of a church. Couldn't agree more. It's, it's a place where you can check in not only with the community, but with yourself. Absolutely. Of those traumas that you were talking about coming forward when you're around like divine love. Absolutely. Because it brings everything to the surface. But that aspect of intrusive thoughts is so powerful, especially when you live in a city like Los Angeles where there's a lot of pulls. There's pulls in so many directions. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday I was like melancholy. And Clarissa was like, what's up? And I didn't really have an answer. Okay. You know? But there's certain times when I think intrusive thoughts will come in and you can attach to them. My question is, Intrusive thoughts from the spiritual realm of snares, of things that are getting in your way towards your altruistic, like knowing of I am Mm -hmm. and what I am not are Mm -hmm. these intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. But sometimes the intrusive thoughts are so loud that you start to define yourself off of them. Yeah. So the spiritual path that we're on, and I talk about a lot, the spiritual revolution we're on is like being able to like in second timothy where it says we are given a spirit of power love and self-control we were not given a spirit of timidness i think these intrusive thoughts are like a test towards how how much faith we have in god or ourselves amen and so it's such a beautiful thing to like be transparent and vulnerable and that's what i've been really learning is like you don't always have to uh, fake it to make it like it's okay to be melancholy or sad or confused or like talking to Clarissa a lot about like her path and where she's going. I'm sending her to Nicaragua for a teacher training. Wow. Do a yoga teacher training in her homeland. Wow. Where she's from because I introduced her to yoga and she's found a path, something that has lit her on fire, just like yoga lit me on fire. Wow. But before that path presented itself, that melancholy feel of, I don't know what I want to do with my life and the intrusive thoughts that come from that. So for each of us, we have these intrusive thoughts. What were the things 
that you were able to into integrate into your life to overcome or not even overcome but like you said see just observe them yeah because that's dude that's the spiritual journey yeah is just observing the light and the dark within yeah i um believe it or not one of the things that has helped me out is i've been eating more mm. believe it or not yeah that may and, be hard and for and tracking what i'm eating my guy's trying to get me to track i'm gonna start tracking today today is the 29th it's the last it's saturday time. of april boy last saturday of april i need three thousand calories a day and it ain't <laughs> it's not hard no no for us dogs it it's ain't. not hard but when i but for us humans it can be hard why because mm -hmm. we have intrusive thoughts mm -hmm. we have times where we come in and say i know how much calories this is i don't need to track it or hey it's okay let me just eat out this one time right or we'll have another intrusive thought where it's like um you know i'm feeling pretty full today maybe i don't really need to eat as much as i'm supposed to be eating um i've been tra i took the month of march off from meat sources mm -hmm. um it was a meatless march for me and i had never actually given myself a 30-day challenge and the even the times where i failed with maybe a pepperoni pizza was about the worst of the meat eating mm -hmm. um immediately i would have an intrusive thought immediately at things like this really shows the type of person you are you can't commit mm. to a 30-day challenge these are intrusive thoughts who's who's telling me this other than myself right um so i took that time to have that conversation with self to be gentle to myself to yeah. to move with grace right and then to accept that maybe if something can be corrected or a habit can be switched what is the entropy that it takes to have this pizza what's the entropy it takes to prep a meal and to consume it what's the entropy it takes to eat out but still log your what you ate right and be consistent just like we keep talking about and honestly i've 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 been pretty fit for a while I've done this routine a, a bef before, um, but this is the first time where as a man, as someone trying to grow into just a divine specimen for myself, not for anybody else, but to be as holy as I can per what my definition is for that, um, I have made major breakthroughs just in my eating habits. Yeah. And I think that a lot of our actions and behaviors stem from our eating habits. Definitely. I think the way we wake up and choose to eat our first meal in the day will say a lot about how we're going to perform for the rest of the week. You know, and I think that if we can go into different situations with the manifestation of our next meal, that may sound gruesome and extra to some people, but it really, I mean, we literally as humans live to eat. Right. <laughs> and if blows, we're not eating, we're mind. starving. Yeah, blows my mind. Okay, your body's, your body's either like eating itself if you're not giving it the nutrients it needs, or it's or or guess what else it'll do if it doesn't eat itself? It stores it all. Right. And now we have pent up cortisol, right? Stress, trauma from not eating. Okay, and and I just think it's so important to take a step back, like you said, smell the roses. Yeah. Be okay with where you're at currently in life. And then make that prep for the moving forward. And 
having the ability to to focus on my goals that start eternal internal will start to show in the way I'm moving show in the choices I'm making yeah. I'm going to bed earlier because I know I have to you know do x work in order to consume x amount of my next meal right. you know I'm I'm choosing not to go out to a club not to go out and dance not to go not not to show up to every dinner that that's here at the healthy house right. because I have goals for Tuesday because maybe I'm getting off of a long day Monday right. and I need to really sit with self and focus not necessarily on on if I did enough in the day but what's helped me move forward is planning for that next meal or even the week's meals and and believe it or not like I said that that has given me a lot of light as far as clarity and what I need to be doing in order to achieve what I want out of life. Mm. Yeah. And the best way I can say to um, maybe put all this in like a category is um, I actually learned it from a gentleman here named Wilson who said that I move with such grace when it comes to introducing myself or speaking to somebody or having a conversation. But something he had recognized in me after getting to know each other is that I'm not giving myself enough grace. Mm. So this happened maybe late last year. Yeah. This conversation with Wilson. Great man. Yeah. And I ever since then that had stuck. That it hit me like a like a like a rock out of nowhere. You know? And the other thing that's helped me move forward out of this is I've dispelled of the idea of ever being lonely again. Mm. I am not lonely. If I have to, it, you, none of us are lonely. Right. I want to say that yep. right now. That's an intrusive thought. Most definitely. We have community. We have friends. We have loved ones. We have a plant. We yeah. have a, we have a, we have a house. We have a car. We have socks. Solitude compared to loneliness. When yeah. you are alone, yeah. it is that intrusive thought Come on. telling you you are alone. Come on. That is the realness of your aloneness. Just like we talked about earlier, brother. I, we was going to a we was going to an event years ago. Early last year sometime, right? Yeah. Um I was sitting right next to you, feeling as empty, lonely, feeling unheard, unseen, unwanted. Why? We don't have any reason why. No. Other than what the thoughts that were conjuring in my head. Right. Um, once I got rid of loneliness, I um, became more comfortable with the actions, with the task, yeah. uh, with sitting still. Right. That changed my life completely. These definitions that we're giving ourselves, you know, eating, loneliness solitude what are these what are these what are these things to us and how are we implementing them into our lives and i can honestly say that um once i stopped looking for companionship or a reason to not feel lonely or this idea of that i needed more of something in order to f f feel anything 
anything, to feel like I had enough. I needed more of something to feel like I had enough. Once I stopped looking, I can I can honestly say that God put someone in my life that sees me for the man that I am, sees me for the the child, the play that I am, um, that put somebody in my life that trust me, but also has no problem um, addressing me either. And I could honestly spend the rest of my life with this person. Mm. Um, and I am confident enough to say that it was when I stopped looking is when I found what I needed, yeah. you know, and one of the things that we have a conversation with more often than not is that we make this joke that it's me first. She likes to say it's me first. She likes when I put her first, right? Yeah. But if I'm a mirror, then I get to say the same thing, right? Most definitely. It's me first. Yeah. And it's funny. It's cute. But it's not a joke either, so you know? And we respect each other's personal lives so much so that we do we do support each other in the aspect that you and Issa does, you yeah. know? I think that that is a very powerful feeling to be able to send your partner somewhere for months, yeah. weeks, for a month, right? And be so confident without this person to know that love is never going to dispel. For sure. Right? That that the care, the charisma is never going to dispel. But then you have to ask yourself, what are we going to be doing on our own time in order to continue supporting each other? How are we going to feed off of each other's energy? Yep. in order to mass produce a life that we deem fruitful for ourselves and then be able to share that with one another. And it's just a blessing to be able to have a, a mirror, a, a reflection in a woman, but also in a brother and in a community too. It's, it's so incredible what you said about um, how she came into your life because it's the same for me like yeah when you're searching for your other half but you're not doing the work to become whole god doesn't work that way no i read somewhere that uh you know a lot like science too like you don't want to go into a grocery store on an empty stomach right so why would you look for love when you feel lonely mm. god that's good remember that part 26 minute 26 22 seconds in highlight that friends and family um yeah, I think the the aspect of partnership that I've learned, uh, it's a great segue, is like the importance of transparency and taking 100% ownership of your life. Come on. Not our life. Like mm -hmm. our life together is is awesome and we should build towards that. It's going like to be the inevitable. Yeah. But if you're not taking 100% ownership of your life, mm -hmm. this is where when we were having the conversation, it's like, this is where a lot of resentment can start to come in and you can start to feel like you're 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 putting too much onto your plate which is holding you back from being able to do and take 100% ownership of your life. And so the the aspect of relationship is none are perfect and none are going to be um maybe what you you see them to be in the honeymoon phase. But what is so beautiful about God is God gives you the partner once you do the work on yourself to understand wholly who you are as the altruistic version and the trauma and the fears and the the lack 
you blend that together and you understand yourself as a whole, God's going to give yourself a person that is going to enhance your altruistic self, but also really put a fucking magnifying glass on mm. all of the stuff that you need to deal with Yeah, through your partner. Come on. And then the altruistic side is like what you are magnifying onto theirs. Yeah. And it's, at least for me and Clarissa, it's been such a beautiful journey yeah. of us spending the time to build our 10-year plan and right. look towards all the ways that we're enhancing each other, but taking the time to do the work on each other's muck without yeah. this judgment or resentment. It's like that is, to me, true love and... It makes it so um, so incredibly uh, filling in regards to like soul quenching when you're able yeah. to like really hold space for each other in a place of unconditional love and play. Yeah. And uh, let me ask you, like, so what you're talking about right now is polarities between a masculine polarity and a feminine polarity, right? Yeah. And we have all these natural instincts as men as women women are designed to challenge the man yep men are designed to provide for the woman right you know and a lot of these things we have these twists these pop quizzes if you will in order to to ground each other Love that pop or to quizzes. even like test each other for sure so let me ask you like whenever you do whenever you notice a test or you notice that you did what you needed to do as a man in that moment, whether that be handle handle a task that was provided or give a compliment that was maybe unexpected, you know, or um, or even just do just you know do hold space as you mentioned, right. you know, during a time where it's very necessary. What do you feel is what? does Clarissa give you that is validation for yourself? It's mm. a great question. I love the aspect of pop quizzes because it's, you'll know during uh, a pop quiz like, oh wow, this is a, this is a, an opportunity to really double down on why I love this person. A hundred percent. And, and whether they know it, that whether they know they're administering that test or not, like mine, she knows she's given a test and I love it because she's always like, you know, you could have said this a little different, right? right. It's cute. It's funny, but they're tests, but it's steel sharpening steel. It's, it's go that deeper, part. Go deeper into that question. Cause I want to okay. really answer this from a place of like full understanding. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, w w when, in your relationship, does Clarissa give you reassurance? Mm -hmm. When do you feel reassurance? When do you know that you're doing your job as a man and that she sees you doing that job? What is what is an action or maybe a phrase or how do you receive validation and reassurance and confirmation yeah. that you're doing all the things you need to do as a man that she sees you doing these things as a man and that you want to keep doing them. Yeah. Building that consistency. What, what, what is it that you receive? I would say the word that just came to mind is enthusiasm. Wow. So when we started this journey in the, in the space, her coming into the space, like we spoke of was uh, a transition. Yeah. It was not something that 
was natural for her. For me, like most people know, I love hosting, being in front of people, Mm -hmm. uh, just loving on people. That's just what I was put here to do. It's not that Clarissa doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. It's just at the scale that I do it, it's not not, um, natural for her. So from an enthusiasm standpoint, I could tell that there was a bit of a resistance towards jumping into the space because it went from zero to 100. And so over time, when I felt as though there was a an energy that wasn't reassuring, it would halt my enthusiasm towards doing what God put me here to do. And it was a pop quiz for me to see that Clarissa was put into my life to be able to discern between my priorities. And I can put others first a lot. Yeah, I think we just talked about like discovering that that might be your vice. For sure. You know, which, what, which makes you why you. why God put her into my life. Come on was because she gives me a mirror towards my own mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts. Come on. Towards my own uh, sometimes lack of discernment. Like I'll put others for so much that then I'll feel bent out of shape or um, melancholy about something. And I'm like, where is this coming from? It's like she asked me yesterday, did you work out today? It's like, no, I didn't. She's like, no wonder you don't feel so great. Wow. You should go work out. Like she knows me. That is a representation of like fulfillment. The validation. And she cares about my well-being. Come on. So it's it's that. But then when I see her enthusiastic, and I think I've seen this shift as she's lived here longer, is she sees what makes me happy and that makes her happy. So she's stepped outside of her comfort zone to step into this domain and be the mama bear that I I've told her I need you to be, I need you to be my running mate a bit. And that might be uncomfortable at first, but I need that. Yeah. And then when we have conversations, it's like, what do you need? Yeah. I think relationship can become so selfish. Yeah. And we as men can be such selfish lovers that it, it becomes such a one way street. It's not, that's not a relationship. It's not, you gotta be open. You gotta communicate, but then you gotta take, those that that conversation into consideration right oftentimes very recently i asked some friends that are or, that are going through relationships with themselves i say are you hosting are you holding space to have this conversation with your partner yeah and if you are and it's not received and it's not respected what are you going to do with that space right how are you going to reach an agreement or even agree to disagree yeah how are you going to get closer to yourself like as a man or even help that woman be closer to themselves as a, as a female right Ooh, that's a huge part of reassurance as well as like we we do daily check-ins and it's usually at the end of the day we get to we get to lay our head on the pillow right next to each other and then we have this weekly meeting and so this reassurance is that when we speak to one another, we take action on what we speak to one another. Because, you know, talk is cheap, dude. It's very easy to just say, I love you. I, yeah. You know, I, I see what you're doing. Come and on. then you go out and you don't 
embody that Come in on. any way. And it stems from trauma. For sure. Okay, that's been generations of us watching how we think a relationship is supposed to be. Generations of, of a woman thinking that they have to continuously test the man or maybe mistrust the man, mm. right, in a time where we give them tests too. For sure. You know, we can ho- we can have a conversation with another woman and, right. and s- stay mad in love and, f- and faithful for our queens, right? But w- w- what, how do they take that? For sure. How are they treating us in, the, in those times of, like you said, discernment? But where do we get the opportunity to receive the work that they're also doing for us to fulfill that time that we need to complete this endeavor of like the inevitable, you know, it's, we're always going to be tested as a, as a, as, as a human. Right. First. And yeah, I see the, I see the, the spiritual, um, journey that a relationship is because it's softened me in so many ways. Come on. And it's, uh, it's beautiful. Like yesterday, all she had to do was just sit on me and hug me. And the immediate response is like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's within me that when I'm going through something, I need to be able to get to the other side myself. Wow. And for her to just hold me, resistance immediately i need to figure this out on my own to then softening right and holding her it was this moment where i felt god just like it's okay come on man and that was a moment where in a moment like just all this shit washed off of me and i was like i'm the most blessed man in the world like i have a woman that is literally just holding me seeing me Without judgment, without mm-hmm. trying to say, okay, well, you need to do this and this. She gave me a, hey, maybe you should work out today. Like, you didn't work out. Like, she knows what I need to do. Yeah. But then to just hold me, it was just, like, such a beautiful moment of seeing the reassurance of, like, this woman loves me unconditionally. Yeah. But also is ready to push me. And that's where I feel like the, we're taking the next step in our in our journey is we are looking at beyond what's happening this month. Okay, what do we want to do the rest of this year? Wow. It's like, what do we want to build kingdom-wise? Mm-hmm. And this aspect of yoga, it's like the amount of ideas that we have for one another of how we can collaborate and build kingdom. Like, what does that look like? How can we serve people and each other and ourselves in a way that we're doing what God put us here to do? Yeah, and that's a really important conversation, I think, to have early on. Totally. You know, because when you set those goals for a couple years out, a couple months out even, it doesn't have to be so far, but it keeps everyone accountable. Yeah. You know, and then if you really trust that person, then you're going to have no problem going and asking, hey, how, where are we at? Just like you said, check in Yeah. once a week. Did we meet the goals we wanted to? Um, and be real. And be really real. That's, that's you know? so important because in love, it's very easy to be like, oh, it's okay. We'll get to it next week. But if you don't have that sense of accountability things, then then your woman's looking at you like, oh, you're not a man of your word. There's a test, right? For sure. There's a test. A lot of the times, you know, they'll do, they, well, not they, I'm not going to categorize them, but as humans, we'll, we'll say we'll do something and then not do it. And then a lot of the times we won't 
do it just to see if somebody notices, right? Mm-hmm. Just to see if somebody's going to hold us accountable. Just to see if somebody cares. Right. That's a test. Right. It's an intrusive thought. Mm-hmm. And there's ways of mitigating that cortisol. That's just built up stress that you're giving yourself. Yep. Instead of trusting yourself that you're going to be able to provide for yourself and accomplish the goals you have and then be that accountability partner for the other person. I think that's the way I receive validation from my partner is she sees me as the, as the try hard that I am. Yeah. Um, I like to have a lot of irons in the fire. I like to have a lot of hobbies and I don't like to ever stop learning new things. And she wants to do everything with me. Yeah. And it's so beautiful. Just yesterday she said to me, um, you know, um, that she's so jealous. She's so jealous. We're jealous for each other, but it's a special kind of jealousy. It's a, it's, she literally said to me, and this was validating to me. She said, I don't, I don't, I'm not worried about anybody else that you're with. I just want to do everything with you. Mm. That was really special to me because she just wants to be in my presence. Yeah. She just wants to be next to me she wants to be motivated with me she wants to hear me ramble about ideas she wants to write with me she wants to dance and sing and play and she wants to be serious and she wants to sit and focus and note take and manifest and that's partnership bro. it's it's genuine partnership and it's something that we have to remain consistent at just like we started this conversation with You know, just like last conversation we had together, I am a strong believer in the theory of relativity. Yeah. And the way we treat our meals, the way we treat our time, the way we treat our partners, it's all relative. Very much so. It all stems from trauma. And we all have to unlearn the same amount of things we have to learn. And this is a special time in our lives right now with the young women we have, with the young men that we are to set those goals, those aspirations, those manifestations to the highest point that we could probably never reach. Because what happens when we reach that highest point? That's what God is telling me is do not put limits on what you're doing. And you need to think bigger. And I'm I'm in that exact same space. I don't... so fear-invoking and then also so empowering at the same time. Yeah, I was... We were just talking about the script that I'm writing... Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before this conversation, and I just showed you a book mm-hmm. that I got, how to write a book or how to write a script in 21 days and shared some very eye opening um, takeaways just from that book, you know, about how we have to learn how to how to write from our head and our heart. Yeah. We have to learn how to put onto page what it is we're thinking of. This is huge. Yeah. A lot of us have some really big ideas. You know, a script is no different than a journal. A script and a journal is no different than a to-do list. Yeah. Okay, it's no different. Yeah. It's all relative, just like I said. And what is the intention we're putting into this to-do list? What is the what is the heart that we're putting in here? And what is the limitations we're giving ourselves, right? And I'm really excited to spend the next 10 years with no limitations like I've put on myself the last 10 years. And I'm not going to hold myself in contempt for doing that. Right. 
you know, I mean, if I've made it this far with limitations, you know, whether that be financial, whether that be time, whether that be, you know, a word or a sentence I want to say or even not say. Right. You know, I think a lot of the things we don't do stem from limitations as well. Trust and me. exactly. It's Trust really God's timing rather than yours. Yeah, absolutely. It makes man. me and think of the in intrusive thoughts and like we think that neuroplasticity and just beating it into our brains is how we're going to create new habits. But our heart is just as powerful, if not more powerful. There's so much science right now about your heart and the, you know, the way that it emits this frequency, this electromagnetic kind of sphere of yeah. our bodies. And it's actually the one leading our mind. But you have to build the, not the neuroplasticity, but the, the hardioplasticity Come on. of loving yourself and trusting in God's timing that these things are happening for you. It's happening right now. Running from them or pushing them down or sweeping them under the rug, like bringing them to the surface. And I think this spiritual revolution we're going through and this divine masculine rising is we're bringing it all to the surface and we're surrounding ourselves with people that don't say yes to everything, that don't want to see us in this this fairy tale of, you know, spiritual uh, bypassing and all of, you know, relationships that are just about what's going good. Yeah. And and, and habits are a product of our environment. Yeah. That's okay. Something I also learned since our last podcast, it was, uh, you know, surround yourself with people that celebrate you taking social risk. Mm -hmm. And that's huge. I mean, if imagine a world in which you chose to do something or not do something, and no matter what, you're celebrated for that. You're 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 held in a in high regard for the choices you make, right? That's going to bring the scriptwriter out in all of us. That's going to bring the athlete out in all of us. That's going to bring the business mongol out in all of us, if we are continuously celebrated, right, for making any choice we make, right. Now, what if whether that's wrong or right is up for you know, maybe community or your morals to decide. But habits are so important from the moment we wake up to the moment we fall asleep. And if you feel like there's a habit that you can improve, take the time to annotate some of these habits. Write them down. Yeah. And then ask yourself what needs to be done a couple minutes out of the day to change, to shift these habits. Um, for me, I had to do something as extreme as changing my eating regimen. And I've learned so much about the habits that come involved in that, whether it's from waking up to taking a break in the afternoon. How am I going to consume this yeah. this midday lunch? Meal right? prep. Yeah. Meal sure prep. Or, stuff ready. And I think that with that being said, it's it's that's a new habit that a lot of us would have to take on, a new endeavor. Right. So when you go to stack your habits track your habits and then be able to be a product of your habits again who who's to say what anything you're doing is right or wrong as long right. as you know that you're continuously making an improvement towards bettering the same amount of time we're all given in a day yep and, and to embody these things yeah then empowers you to teach them and I think that's, it, yeah. that's a big part of us as men is stepping into, you know, seeing you step into, you know, being a trainer. 
and what I've learned as being a coach is just like nobody is going to listen to what you say. Yeah. They're going to see what you do. Yes. And do that. Exactly. So to step into the domain that you've stepped into of like really owning the uh, specimen you are. Right. Not just physically, but like mentally, emotionally, yeah. spiritually. That is to me what I've learned so much about coaching. Yeah. And as you've stepped into it, you're now a master trainer at LA Fitness. Let's go. Whoop, what? Whoop. Let's go. <laughs> Something to fucking celebrate, dude. It's yeah. so incredible to see any of the people within the community, but especially one of my closest friends, to say you want to do something and then take as long as it needs without this like rush. You didn't rush anything, mm -hmm. but you got your certification, started working at the gym, started just helping people. I remember I came in, you were working with Dan or something like that, and then me and my boy went off to lift, and then I was leaving, and I just saw you helping this dude who was older and a bit more out of shape. Mm -hmm. But... I couldn't think of a better person for that person to be working with. Let's go. To just set the foundation on confidence, yeah. consistency, mm -hmm. and grit. Yeah. You know? So like all heart. What what has this this journey yeah. stemmed for you? And I think okay. it, for me it's lit a fire towards like my dharma, like why I'm here. Okay. Embodying my practice so that I can then share it and inspire others to embody theirs. You know, I had an intrusive thought late last year. Um, I had an injury. Um, late last year, mm -hmm. or some form of sciatica, or um, maybe a just a, a joint impingement on my on my lower back, and I was and I was stuck to the ground for about four days. Mm -hmm. Um, and then right after that, it was very slow process of me developing healthy habits, um, um, that would get me back into a more energetic lifestyle. And it was during that, it was once I started training again and getting back to a, a physical level that I had, was at before the injury, um, I was having this intrusive thought of, of, my, of my workouts being very closely connected to trauma, mm. of going to the gym and lifting weights. When I started doing that, I was 230, 250 pounds on my worst day. Um, I'm 200 pounds now. When I got out of the Army in 2019, I dropped 50 pounds of body fat. Um, seen shredded eight-pack, first time ever in my life. And I was really excited. But I still had this guilt, this shame, this very toxic self-image for myself no matter what anybody had said to me and it wasn't until a couple weeks ago I definitely before I started training that I was asked myself like am I done lifting weights am I done in a sense bodybuilding if wow. you will right am I done because I just I had this I had this I had just so many memories attached to lifting, whether it be, you know, going to work out to avoid someone or maybe I had a bad day at work and, you know, it's the only time I got to really like relieve some pressure. Right. Or maybe, you know, I felt like I was doing it for so long and never really got any results that now that I'm leaner, maybe I'm hitting the same plateau, which is never the case because of all the knowledge and experience I have. Right. 
So I honestly chose to train in order to hold myself accountable to that knowledge and experience that I had built up all that time. Like, I mean, I have a lot of, of knowledge to share with anybody coming to lift, whether they're new or whether they're seasoned experience. I got like to experience lifters. that firsthand. Yeah. And if anybody <laughs> needs that work, come, <laughs> come find me. We find can, we can find it. out about yourself real quick. Yeah. But it, it, once I, once I sat with that intrusive thought, you know, I really, and, and, and back to my partner, it. right. And observed it, and, you know, and back to my partner, like I was able, and I was in a space where I could share this with somebody too. Um, that uh, what could I do to change that? You know, when I really accepted that that was an, an intrusive thought and that, you know, maybe I don't have to work out every day or maybe hold myself to such a high regard when it comes to training. And maybe I don't have to put myself so low when I'm not getting the results that I want. Just like I feel like anybody would. Like, what can I do to change that? Yeah. was the question I gave myself. And I honestly leaned on my brothers, you, Mango, Steve. You guys are, are so inspirational when it comes to sharing the light that you have. And I asked myself, like, what is a way I can do that? And I think I've been called to being a trainer. Be like, I think everything I've done up to this point has led me to be a personal trainer. And it doesn't mean that I just teach you workouts. Right. It doesn't mean that I am your, your, uh, your, no, your, uh, your like undertitled nutritionist. That means that I can be a life coach. I can share the traumas. I can share the, the tribulations. I can share the moments when of success, of reward, of my personal experience to anybody trying to achieve a better lifestyle for themselves and achieve better habits for themselves and i've been receiving so much pleasure and validation for myself by the compliments i'm receiving from my clients by the progress i'm receiving by my clients and that's from the youngest 14 years old to my oldest 81 yeah you know that's from weights from 125 pounds all the way up to 350 pounds yeah you know and I see myself doing this probably for the rest of my life. Definitely. You know, and, and, and to get to that point of professionalism in a, in a skill and a, a, a trade that I was able to build and define for myself is so rewarding. Yeah. That, I mean, we're talking the number one leading global industry yeah. is health and fitness. You know, that's never going to go away. No. And especially today after COVID, you know, like so many people are taking the reins of their lives, right. but they want a little bit of guidance. They need a little <laughs> bit of guidance. Amen. We all need Amen. a smidget of guidance. And the second yeah. we think we don't, well, I hope you're ready to share everything that you have yeah. to give then because yeah. we all need it. For sure. And I'm really excited to continue this journey of physical fitness. I'm really excited to continue this journey of filmmaking. I'm really excited to continue this journey of loving my partner, of loving my brothers and feeling myself first, you know, and loving myself 
and being able to release, you know, and another thing I've been doing in the morning is waking up a little bit earlier. Yeah. Because why start the day off rushing? Just build cortisol, right? For sure. And I, a motto I have as of late is do better. Yeah. Gotta do better. Yeah. Today. Yeah. You gotta do better before it's too late. Right. Shout out Absol. You know, it's a great song. Great to, mantra. To think of where we were as men two years ago. Yeah. To where we are now. And that, that ascending staircase of just the amount of wisdom that we have gained, but we are applying our knowledge, which is giving us more wisdom. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are just gaining knowledge with no application. Come on. And that's just, that's just, that's potential. What are we doing with it? Right. I, I love potential, but yeah. I love actualizing that potential. Yeah. And that is what I truly believe this spiritual quest is, mm -hmm. is this actualization of I am. Who are you mm -hmm. and how are you becoming and embodying that? Because the other side of the coin, those intrusive thoughts, that fear, the jealousy, all of the things that will hold you back from embodying what God put you here to do. Yeah. We all have this inherent gift. Some of us have more than others, but if you can find that one gift that gets you to wake up out of bed earlier, that gets you to make the, the breakfast that's going to empower your day and fuel your day. You're going it, to, it's this ripple effect. Yeah. That these simple, sometimes difficult, but once you do them often enough, they become a part of your being. Just compounding. And you have to take ownership, 100% ownership of your life. And when you do, without any attachment to, I need to be here tomorrow, like let the process unfold. And surround yourself with people who know your process and can hold you accountable to that it. part, bro. Life becomes this ascending staircase towards the the glorious gates that yeah. we're all heading to. And um, I'm just so it, when you were talking about uh, you know master trainer Chuck, it made me think of the sanctuary space and of the the amount of lives that we will impact individually but collectively because my goal as you know is to build the watering hole and that's closer than uh it was two years ago and right. that's what really blows my mind is god starting to say stop thinking small i need, wow. I need you to Just start goosebumps, dog. owning the visions i'm giving you i'm not just giving you these so that you can frolic around and fucking have fun Preach. no you've got some work to do hey. and we're doing it but then it's like okay take a step back from that Enjoy the process. This is incredible. All right, now let's get back to, okay, what are the building blocks we can make towards that becoming an actualization where we are healing not a couple people, but we're creating online curriculum that can expand throughout the world and we're creating real impactful in-person experiences that are not just one-off events, but actual like life-changing experiences. Mm -hmm. um, this is the training ground. Like God is giving us the opportunities to sharpen our steel and see these visions on a scale that we can actualize. So it's it's just, it's so awesome to see a brother do what you're doing. And I just want to, I want to let you know that you are someone who inspires me. Wow. And 
Appreciate that. You know, from the get-go, when you when we got back from Same Same. And a lot of times in L.A., you're like, oh, dude, great to meet you, bro. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Never see that kid again. Mm-hmm. You came to the yoga class with your bike on your shoulder. And at, at that point, I knew, like, this guy is longing for connection the same way that I am. Right. And from there, I think we've built such a tremendous brotherhood. And I can't wait to see it continue to just be the steel that we need to be the men that we need to be. And I'm so happy that you have a woman in your life that is is reassuring you, but also just that you can really enjoy this life with yeah. and that you can feel the play and the dancing and the love, but also the the push and yeah. the the uh, the glory. I think we're both very blessed to have taken the time to really ask ourselves, who can I be for my woman and what do I need my woman to be for me? Yeah. For anybody listening, like, they're out there. There are good women out there. But if you are just searching for the the emptiness that Come you on. have within you, you're gonna find the wrong the wrong uh, the wrong half. Yeah, fill your cup first, and then somebody will hold it for you. Yeah, find two holes, and then from that you're able to see the holes within the hole, and then you're able to be like, okay, we need to we need to spend some time here, and. Um, and that ascending staircase in a relationship is so beautiful to see as well as you're never arrived at this perfect yeah. place, but it's, um, it's incredible. What do you see as we enter into the, the heart of spring? Mm-hmm. What do you see as, as some intentions for Chucky? What are, what are some things that you want to see mm-hmm. bloom in spring? And as we move into summer, uh, something that me and the boys are doing is like looking at our, our calendar from a bit broader of a perspective and like putting things into stone that, you know, we can start to create some momentum towards the, the tail end of 2023. It's, it's incredible to me that we're entering into month five. Yeah. So for you, what is uh, what is the month of May have in store for you? Okay. Um, May is exciting for me. Um, me and my partner have decided not to eat out at all for May. Mm. We're spending no money on taxes or services from restaurants. Wow. You're going to cook all your own food. We're going to cook everything all May. That is just big shout out. When you cook with your partner, those are some of the most intimate times that you can spend with each other. Preach. Wow. So good. Love cooking with her. And cleaning. Men. Come on. Clean as you go. <laughs> Clean as you go. Okay. Make that the game. Make it play. For sure. Um, we're doing a lot of cooking at home. That's awesome, um, man. I'm stepping into more of financial literacy for myself. Mm. Took a class here at the Healthy House uh, with Mend Ling, big shout out, who has given me an opportunity to recognize my investments and my financial status currently and where I want it to be in 10 years. So that's a big part. Um, I'm stepping, my intention for May is to... uh, Focus on my physical and mental health that are directly connected to each other. Yeah. Um, we have, me and my partner are going to a big music festival at the end of the month um, that she, that I receive a lot of validation from, from her as well too, that uh, we, we have so much fun at these things and I've been able to, to introduce her to a life style that is very similar to uh, wilderness camping. Um, that she was never directly like impacted by, but now she's hungry for 
camping vibe. So, so dope. I'm excited to continue like watching her unfold this like this uh, this curiosity and this play of of survival and instinct and nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a big intention. You know, now that I say it out loud, my intention moving forward for the rest of the year is is to is to hone in on my my masculine polarity of nature versus nurture. Yeah. What am I going to do for myself and my children and for the next 10 years? What am I going to do for my friends and my family for the next 10 years? What am I going to do for myself and my well-being for the next 10 years? And mm. I'm really excited to be stepping into 30 with goals of only improving and not by means of trauma, by means of excitement and motivation. I've been playing this silly game of like naming each month with um, uh, words of confirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Mar- it started in March. And March for me was motivated, motivated March. Mm-hmm. April was affirmation April. Mm. And May, oddly enough, is going to be manifest May. Mm-hmm. And I love that. We're gonna summer's upon us. You're gonna start getting thirty thousand calories in a day, so that we can thirty thousand. No, excuse me, three thousand, three thousand, thirty hundred, boy, thirty hundred for sure. I need three thousand net calories a day, so that we can start widening you out, filling you up. Mm -hmm. Okay, and as of lately, I've been on a small calorie deficit, and I get to, I receive affirmation from my partner when she sees the work that I'm putting in, you know, I'm not just talking it, I'm doing the work too. Right. So that, that, that's part of manifest may. Another big part for me is, uh, I'm going to, I've been, you know, some other intrusive thoughts where, what am I doing with my Hollywood career? Mm-hmm. I have a great mind. I have a great set of, uh, of friends, producers, cinematographers, production designers. I have a great arsenal of friends that want to see me put a vision to life. And I've limited myself mm. in terms of expressing some ideas I have. So I'm pretty motivated to write a script, maybe two. I would like to, I would like to flush out a handful of scripts before the end of the year. That's but incredible. I'm also investing into um, production sound, which I would go on set to record sound with my own equipment. Big investments, but they're capital assets that will, you know, give me a return on uh, return on investment right not just money but time too so i'm really excited to just to just expand my adult mind you know not that uh, not that i haven't had it but uh, to prioritize my adult mind um since i have become so close with play and understanding what playing is and how to safely play how to responsibly play um, i'm excited to safely step into this adulthood of uh prioritizations of financial responsibility and of like extreme manifesting you know of of getting a piece of land of 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 building generational wealth of of prioritizing my goals to make my my physical health and mental health even stronger in 10 years than it is now or it was 10 years ago so i'm really really excited to keep trusting myself and to keep surrounding myself with beautiful minds like you mm. and the family that's here at the healthy house and motivated to 
keep sharing this light that we have and receiving the light from everybody else. And I think that, you know, it's uh, Matthew McConaughey said in his book, Green Lights, you know, it's, uh, never say you can't, you don't believe something. Mm-hmm. Believe it. Mm-hmm. It's happening in front of you. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't for a moment think that it's not your life, you know, and for a long time, I think that I've given myself or that I haven't given myself enough credit. I haven't given myself enough pat on the backs, mm-hmm. you know, and moving forward, I know that I have everything. I got phone wallet keys, you know, I have, <laughs> <laughs> I have, I have friends that support me. I have, I have love that just showers me in it. Um, and I have motivation to just keep doing better, to keep improving and, these are things that I lean on heavy and moving with grace and 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 finding, you know, little pockets of applying myself to the test, mm-hmm. passing the test, rewarding myself with a healthy habit. Whew, man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So I, I think that answered your question. I just got to witness <laughs> God through you in that. Like the the light that was radiating off of you when you were speaking into your future. Mm-hmm. Um, it was life. Yeah, I just got lightheaded from doing it. You it know? I mean, that is that is spirit. Like, when you're able to speak life upon your life mm-hmm. and you're able to see yourself from your highest version and actualize it through these words are very powerful. It's like, People say, don't be all talk. It's like, no, talk is very important, especially yeah. the self-talk. Right. Like these are vibrational entities that mm-hmm. are pulsing throughout our being. Every single cell in our body feels the words we say. Mm-hmm. So to see how much life you just spoke upon your life is the first step to actualizing it. I love Manifest May. And I think um, there's going to be real uh ripples that will um you know we look back in our lives as these chapters and i think we're in the chapter of like exponential expansion and we're setting the foundation for that Mm -hmm. and so these last two years of like shedding things that were holding us back trauma fear and creating the community that we have to have these types of relationships where we can like we can reflect on them and we can celebrate them and then we can notice any patterns that maybe come forward and we can we can be real with one another. I think it's it's something that I was praying for and I'm so grateful for. Um, and I'd love to pray with you. Please. Just take a moment to invite God into the space. God, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for this life. The fact that we woke up this morning with this this fire, this yearning to have this conversation and uh, to feel your spirit flowing so beautifully through this man's heart and through his being and, and through my heart, through my being. I just pray that you continue to guide us, you continue to give us these visions, and you continue to empower us to take action upon these visions, and not just leave them in our minds and in the ethereal realm, that we can bring them into the, into the earthly realm and we can start to build all of the, the steps towards actualization and that we can continue to be uh, service oriented in all that we do not only for others but for ourselves how we can serve ourselves 
is how we can directly serve others. And I pray that we just continue to fill our cups exponentially so that we are abundantly pouring into every single person's life that comes into contact with us. I pray over the light within both Chucky and I that it is so radiant and so bright that people gravitate towards it and, and praise you, that they see the light within us and they praise you. And I pray that this world can continue to feel the same passion and fire that we feel and that we're able to heal together, but above all, that we're able to grow together and ascend. And we just praise you. We're so grateful for this life. I pray over this world that it's going to continue to open its heart and open its its mind to what is possible and that we can really take ownership of, of what we can control and see the the collapsing of old paradigms and the collapsing of fear and really a, a wave of love and of manifestation like we've never seen before and that we can really see the bridge between heaven and earth and understand that it's now, understand that it is here and that we are the angels that are, that are making it happen. So thank you, God, for this life, for this brother, for our queens, for our families. Bless them. Nurture them, inspire them, give them the visions that you would need to give their souls so that these angels can continue to fly. And in your glorious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I had a good friend of mine say, Osiris, actually, big shout out. He's going to be on the pod soon. I said, it's so cool in community. You see all these nets appearing, you know, like you leap and the nets appear. And he said, also, when you leap, wings learn how to fly wow i was like man that is so deep because when you when you give people that gentle nudge a lot of times we just we bank on the net being there to protect our fall mm -hmm. but you're empowering people by empowering yourself to fly you yourself are flying to heights two years ago you maybe didn't think existed mm -hmm. maybe they were right. in your dreams but actualizing them felt very yeah. scary. So when you look towards yeah. the things that scare you, right. don't let that take you off of the path of the first step. The first yeah. step might not be, you're not going to get reassurance. Right. You're not going to get a pat on the back. That's yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Take the step. And then take the step. Mm -hmm. And then find ways to be reassured and celebrate. Um, yeah, I like to, I have a, another motto I live by is that the, uh, that usually the hardest step to take is the second one. Ooh, I like that. Right, because then you just have to keep taking another step and another step, mm. right? And I think a big difference, you know, for anybody listening to this is maybe not conceptualizing a life for yourself a few years out prior. Take a moment to write down your one, two-year plan, your yeah. five-year plan, and then your five-year and beyond. And make it scary. Make it scary. Make, make it, it big. Yeah. Make it no limitations. If we lived in a perfect world, which it, that is what we deem it is. We do. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, we're in a time right now of, of true spiritual revelation and, um, limiting beliefs, bro. What a conversation. Man, What's beautiful you. is we have these conversations every time we see each other and we're always like, man, let's get on the pot. So I'm excited yeah. that we did and. Many more to come, bro. A lifetime of, of brotherhood. I really I really love you and appreciate Big you, Doug. Love you, Doug. Love you Another episode over and out. We'll see you at uh, maybe the potluck on Monday. Peace.
It's amazing how quickly conversation goes when you're speaking about life and God. A lot of these questions that can spark fear, spark judgment. That's what this podcast is all about. And really, that's what life is all about, is to, to step into faith with a yearning for knowledge. So if you want to learn more, if you want to donate to the cause, my name is Kyle Cassidy. I am the founder of The Fearless Shepherds, and I cannot do this alone. So I would love to hear from you more. You can follow our movement on Instagram or TikTok at Fearless Shepherds. My personal account, Kyle Cassidy Fitness on Instagram, or shoot me an email, spiritmovement3 at gmail.com. And I look forward to hearing from you. God bless.